Section 43 of Criminal Investigation, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Criminal Investigation, a Practical Handbook for Magistrates, Police Officers, and Lawyers, Volume 1, by Hans Gross. Translated by John Adam and John Collier Adam. The Expert and How to Make Use of Him. Continued. Chapter 9C. The Manner of Recording Fingerprints. The examination of fingerprints is no easy matter. It is therefore above all necessary that good and true impressions should be taken, which can be kept and compared with others. To make true and sharp copies containing no gaps, Galton gives two methods. Firstly, a sheet of glass or metal plate may be covered with lamp black and a fingerprint made thereon. At all parts touched by the elevations of the skin, the lamp black comes off. The second method is the one now generally adopted. The finger is placed on a metal, glass, or porcelain plate on which black printer's ink has been spread as smoothly as possible, and the impression is then taken on a piece of paper. The ink adheres to the elevations of the skin, which are thus reproduced on the paper. The difference between the two methods is that in the first it is the hollows of the finger which are reproduced whereas in the second it's the elevations, thus in a manner resembling the negative and positive of photography. The latter method is certainly the best and easiest. The following are the rules laid down by the Indian government for the taking of fingerprints. Quote, the apparatus required for taking impressions consists of the following articles, a sheet of tin or copper, ten and a half inches by seven, or of such other size as experience may show to be most convenient, screwed down by its corners to a board one inch thick, an ordinary printer's roller, and a tin of printer's ink. Both roller and slab must be thoroughly cleansed with kerosene oil on each occasion after use, dried with a rag, and put out of the way of dust. The manner in which impressions should be taken is explained below. 1. Squeeze a drop of ink on the plate and work it with the roller till it forms an even layer over the surface. The ink must be so thin as to allow the color of the plate to show through it. 2. Then take the little finger of the left hand, roll the bulb slightly on the inked slab and roll it again on the paper in the space marked for that finger. Do the same with each of the other fingers and thumb in succession, so that the imprints of them may be taken in their allotted places on the paper. Note. A drop or two of kerosene oil added to the ink makes it more fluid. The inked finger should only be rolled once on the card from one side to the other and then removed cleanly without smudging the pattern. To afford clear scope for identification, the whole of the finger, or thumb, between the tip and first joint must be impressed. End of quote. 
Section 12. Geometrical Identification. W. Matthews, British Journal Almanac, 1890, page 412, makes an ingenious proposal. According to him, photographs may establish the identities of persons with absolute certainty, even after the lapse of a number of years since the time when the last photographs were taken. His system is based on the no-doubt accurate idea that certain dimensions of the face of an adult human being do not change, if, at all events, there have been no illnesses or injuries to the skull in the meantime. The photographs to be compared are first very greatly enlarged, and in the same proportions. The greater the enlargement, that is to say, the larger the photographs to be compared are, the more decisive will be the proof, for the errors of measurement which may be committed will be of less importance. Next, a fundamental line, figure 9, is drawn through the pupils of the eyes. O, O. The distance separating the middle of the two pupils is divided into two equal parts. Through this dividing point a perpendicular AA is drawn, and two parallels are drawn thereto through the pupils, BB and CC. Finally, parallels are drawn to the fundamental line OO, above and below that line as far as the chin and the roots of the hair. These parallels are numbered 1, 2, 3, etc. The distance between the horizontal lines is exactly the same as the diameter of the iris, that is to say of the pupil of the eye on the picture. The verification of identity may be done in two ways. First, the two portraits are cut into two pieces along the line AA and the halves of each are interchanged. If the portraits are of the same person, all the other lines will fit. 2. The two portraits, unmounted, are placed one upon the other so that the lines OO and AA coincide. If the portraits are identical, the other lines will also coincide. This method is to be recommended in important cases. End of section 43.